At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car or a house. It's the four wheels that get you where you're going and the four walls that welcome you home. When you combine auto and home insurance with Amica, we'll help protect it all. And the more you cover, the more you can save. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Okay, so we have a new era a bit here of my show, Mic Drop, and I'm Mike Osti, and I've taken this show across several different media platforms over the years along in the journey of my media career. But now this is my de- debut broadcast with Mike Drop being a part of the Believe Network. So you're going to hear this show on all the Believe platforms, whether it be their social platforms, their podcast platforms, maybe the YouTube channel, etc., Anywhere you get to listen to podcasts, anywhere you get to listen to streaming, you're going to be able to pick up on this. And myself, a member of Pittsburgh Sports Media, I've been doing it for years, highlighted mostly by covering the Steelers the last handful of years, been with the Tribune Review, WPXI, did things with the fan right now with the Pittsburgh Sports Now Network. So the Sports Now Network, a regional network here, collective of journalists, cover also the West Virginia Mountaineers, which is a college team around that region. And for most of you tuning into this particular program, as we are going to touch on the Pittsburgh sports scene, the region basically, so that it will connect the dots to the college landscape and do it with a betting twist, by the way, because that is the current wave of the present and future. You probably already know all of this, but that all makes sense for the region. For this broadcast, though, I'm going to start things off with talking Steelers, and this is my bread and butter. This is the season right now. Tis the season as the NFL is about to kick off another year. The Pittsburgh Steelers in their first season now without Ben Roethlisberger as the starting quarterback in a very, very long time. This is the first time they've actually had a quarterback battle and something to watch and care about, really, in the offseason and at camp in a very very long time despite Ben showing up the other day he won't be the starter he's retired it's either going to be Kenny Pickett it's either going to be Mitch Trubisky Mason Rudolph still on the roster as we're speaking we'll see by the time I release this though if he's still there so I'm going to have the conversation about kind of the Steelers and what maybe we should expect coming into this next season maybe what our guest thinks should be happening in terms of who should be the starter and this team. And also, again, some of these odds that are out there, seen from Vegas Insider, Bet Online, a few others, about odds about the Steelers making the playoffs, their win-loss record, over-under for all of that, and, of course, who should be the starter and maybe some team MVP options that include some of these guys, which is weird because we still right now don't officially know who's the starter, even though maybe you believe it's kind of been already always one guy, but we'll see what your thoughts are. I am now going to bring on Tank Williams, who is an NFL and fantasy betting, all of it analyst, of course, with Yahoo Sports. Tank, first off, thanks for joining me, man. Happy to be talking with you. So how has life been for you? How's your off season been? You getting, you getting ready? Uh, life is good. First off, I would say congrats on the new show. Absolutely. Uh, Thank you, man. Uh, happy to be the first guest that you have on here. But the offseason's been good. I mean, I became a dad this year. So uh, wow. I'm dealing with the So we have that in common old. then. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I got a six-month-old that's ready to tear the house up right as football begins. So okay. it's going to be an interesting season, but I'm looking forward to it. 
Yeah. So I'm, I'm, as you see with the hat here, I am a new girl dad and I am way, way newer in the journey. So actually my baby was not even supposed to be born yet. Wasn't even due until August 30th yet decide to arrive six weeks early. But yeah, she's doing fine. She still was an okay weight at that point. She's doing well. Wife's doing well. All that's fine, but we're still further from, from, from where you are. And she listened to daddy a little bit because I did tell her in the womb that, look, it'd be a little inconvenient timing. You got the backyard brawl. You got Steeler season coming (laughs) up. I don't know how that's going to really work. I'm going to be miss. I'm going to (laughs) be starting new endeavors and missing these biggest games. And she listened and she came, but a little too early. But yeah, congrats to you then. Awesome. Yeah, so yeah, we have yeah. that in congrats common already. Ways. I'm actually surprised that Absolutely. you're doing this right now because I was a couple months in and I was still just trying to find <laughs> any way I could to sneak in some sleep. So hey, kudos yeah. to you, dog. <laughs> yeah, well, sleep has been few and far between for sure. If this was two weeks ago, it would have been a while. Uh, yeah, that's why actually it's been a couple weeks since I uh, signed with Believe and this has actually happened. But <laughs> nonetheless, yeah, it, it, it's been rough. It's a new journey, but uh, it, it's going well so far. What I do want to ask you kind of off the jump here, and it's kind of bizarre because it's hard to do Steeler odds in the Steelers conversation with kind of their offseason so far. You see people putting out these these reports and these odds of well, Mitch Trubisky's plus 600 or whatever for Team MVP. When is there a battle? Is there not a battle? He was the free agent that was brought in. They end up they end up getting Kenny Pickett in the draft at pick 20, and it, it really feels like, and certainly – what I think from covering this team that they just fell in love with him so much. They signed Mitch as kind of the guy they were okay with if they didn't really want to give the keys to Mason and wanted to see more from him. But I don't know if they really believe Kenny Pickett was even going to still be there in the draft. Mm-hmm. He ended up being the first round pick for the Steelers, the only first round pick, the NFL ready guy. He's looked great so far in the preseason, but it is preseason. He played with the threes in the big game with the game winner. Mason had a game winner. Uh, in the second preseason game and Mitch has looked okay certainly to say the least he started those two games number one do you believe there's been actually a legit quarterback battle and who would you start between those two guys and you know how can you kind of parse doing anything if you're thinking like when you kind of are looking at this these odds and and who do you think would give more of an advantage to this team without actually knowing those answers right now or do you think it's kind of just Mitch's show at least to start the year and then we'll see. First off, I would say taking the plus 600 odds of Mitch being the team MVP, I wouldn't touch that bet with your money. Uh, I believe the <laughs> writing was on the wall when they took Kenny Pickett with the 20th pick overall in the first round of the draft. And right. so, I mean, these look good. I mean, I have to admit that all three quarterbacks have looked better than I expected. Yet at the same time, who have they played against in the preseason? Like, I'm not trying to pour right. cold water on the Pittsburgh Steelers fans before right. the season started. Jacksonville, right. The Jacksonville yeah. Jaguars and the Seattle Seahawks. And then Detroit's coming off up. the preseason with the Lions, right? Right. I mean, so that's like warming up against some water boys before you go <laughs> on and take on, like, the team right. that, you know, lost to the Super Bowl champs in the first game yeah. of the season. So, sure. I mean, I'm not trying to hate on the Steelers, but, it, I mean, the data, it is what it is. So, from that standpoint, I feel like, you know, expectations may be a little bit higher than they should, especially given like the George Pickens phenomenon, because the dude has just been yeah. blowing up the internet. And I think I'm gonna get to a him. little yeah. bit of that has kind of kind of tied into everything that, you know, has kind of built up the Steelers at this point. But I will say, given the talent that they played against to start the preseason, all three quarterbacks have looked good. And with that being the case, 
why not go ahead and put your number one guy out there who the fan base in Pittsburgh loves because he played there in college. Why not go ahead and let Kenny Pickett start from the jump? Yeah, and maybe that could happen. I still kind of think they're going to start with Mitch and wait and see, and then mm -hmm. maybe you'll see Kenny Pickett weeks five or six or something like that. He's definitely the future, though. He's definitely the future of this franchise for sure when you take a guy in the first round. It's just Minch does have a, a, a Pro Bowl background and did lead a worse roster to the playoffs. So it depends on the Steelers. You know, as you know, they kind of do this thing. They don't want to even miss a game or two. They don't want to take any step back. Yeah. So if they could crawl in with him. If I had to bet, I would I would lean on them starting the year week one with Mitch. But Kenny Pickett's play better than I would have thought. Right. So. And that makes sense. I mean, but let's just kind of dive into that a little bit because yeah. I, I remember looking at that maybe a month or so ago and saying like, wow, like the schedule guys really didn't do the Pittsburgh Steelers any favors at the way that they have to start the yeah. season against all these teams. Like I will yeah. say like, do you want to face yeah. the Cincinnati Bengals to start the season? No. But if one of these quarterbacks, say Kenny Pickett, plays well, right. I mean, can they compete with the Patriots? Yeah. I mean, right. I mean, that's not far-fetched. You know what I'm saying? And then you have to play against the Jets, which could be a win. Now, Buffalo, that'll be challenging. Tampa Bay, that'll be challenging. But, you know, at the same time, when I was initially looking at it and saying that this is just going to be some gauntlet to where you should just go ahead and start Mitchell first, kind of mm -hmm. save Kenny for the second half of your season where it gets a little bit easier, uh, that still may be the case, but it just doesn't look as challenging and daunting to me now that it did a few weeks yeah. ago. Maybe that's just because picking those guys that look better. And then that goes to my earlier yeah. statement that they've looked good against the Seahawks, the Jaguars, and maybe the Lions this coming week. <laughs> yeah, so maybe you don't know, talking with Tank Williams, right. your NFL NFL uh, analyst and betting analyst with Yahoo Sports. Yeah, maybe you maybe you don't know. Because, again, you're, you're not going to know until you get in the regular season. I think also the issue is, and you kind of could know this from having some veterans that are on this team, you're always going to have growing pains with a rookie, or at least you'd figure. I mean, we have the Joe Burrow phenomenon that right away he was basically an offensive rookie of the year candidate, got hurt, second year in, leads the Bengals to the first Super Bowl appearance in 30 years. Maybe that happens with Pickett. Who knows? I mean, that's kind of more of the And anomaly. Joe Burrow did it with a bad offensive line, too. Right, I mean, and know. his hands are small, if you care about yeah. that as well. I mean, like, the one, yeah, because the one thing where I look at the Steelers, I mean, you see where they average. They, they were one of the teams at the bottom of the stats as far as like yards per play in the passing right. game offensive I mean, line was Najee, bad last year yep. yeah and you look at it i don't see one guy with a first round tag on the offensive line and I, that doesn't mean that you have to have first rounders on the line but it helps i mean at least you know you have that right. pedigree where right. someone can just match up against the dogs that you have and especially look at the guys that you planned against in that division where yeah. you know the baltimore ravens <laughs> you know what i'm saying like the cincinnati Bengals who are just coming off a Super Bowl in the Cleveland Browns defensive line. Like these are some chumps that you line up against yeah. twice each uh with you know playing each team twice in the same season. So you know, I would like for them to have some more dogs on that offensive line, but they do have some skill position pieces in place yeah. to where if that offensive line can hold up and the quarterback can just protect the ball, the Steelers may not be that bad. Who knows? Who knows? And we're going to get to an over-under here on wins here coming up as well. But yeah, who who knows? It's absolutely true. And it all it all needs to be said. It doesn't matter who's the QB. It doesn't matter if Najee Harris improves even then some. Because last year, the yards were there. The yards per carry weren't there. He's actually right now at a plus 1,500 for possible mm -hmm. team MVP, which actually seems like maybe good money because Najee could be a guy that really leads this way if the offensive line holds, but the offensive line has to hold. 
it has to hold, but we're all going to get there. So regardless of who's the QB, I mean, but let's I not, think- but let's not just jump past that Najee uh, stat unless we're going to come back for okay. the team. No, go, because go if you look at it, I mean, a lot of people, if you look at it from a fantasy perspective, who are the guys that we always cover? Like your CMCs, Christian McCaffrey, your Austin right. Eckler, guys like that. Like Najee They're the big tied guys, Austin yeah. Eckler. Najee tied Austin Eckler with the most targets by a running back last year. He's going to so get that's it, how, 100%. That's how involved he yeah. was in the past game. And then you look at it from the running game perspective, like, yeah, he didn't have a lot of yards per clip, but he rushed for 1,200 yards. Yep. And I believe he was like number three or number four in carries. So the volume is going to be there. So if the team is halfway decent and you understand that that offense is going to flow through Najee, yep. why not take him at plus 1,400, plus 1,500 odds? That's, that's great money. Team? Yeah, I think right. I think that's I think that's really I think that's solid money for sure. And and even as a fantasy pick, obviously there's other running backs that are more elite that maybe you take ahead of him certainly. But it's not a bad spot. I mean, not he's going to get the touches. The offensive line certainly is a big deal, but he's already proven he can do a floor that's really good with mm-hmm. a bad O line. And you figure the offensive line to be better this year. And that's kind of where I wanted to segue anyway, because you mentioned another guy in George Pickens earlier, and I actually don't even see him really even on these MVP odds, he's actually behind Najee, Kenny Pickett and Mitch are kind of splitting it because they still don't know who's going to start. They're both kind of around the same situation. TJ Watt is at, at plus 1500. Again, defensive player of the year. Of course, he can always be brought up. He definitely was a Steelers team MVP last year, even though it wasn't enough and the defense had their issues. And then Deontay Johnson at plus 2000, you then have George Pickens even off the board. Now, for me, first off, I want to get your thoughts on all of those and who you maybe you think maybe gives you the best shot there, maybe even for your money or just in general as a possible Steelers team MVP, separate from maybe what we talked about there with Najee, kind of TJ Watt there at that plus 15,000, Deontay Johnson plus 20,000. I mean, these are further down the line here. We mentioned Najee. But then George Pickens to me, who you brought up, off a lot of these boards – Obviously, he's a rookie, so it's hard to say. And Deontay, you figure, is the wide receiver one, which is why he's the receiver there. He got some money. It's not a mega deal, but he got some money to stick around. But I got to tell you, he's looked really good at camp. He's wowing everybody. Even a thought of any outside money or outside bets, I haven't seen him yet there. But anything you find with George Pickens as even rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year, anything for the Steelers, I, I wouldn't put it totally out of the question. If this team clicks and you get wide receiver depth, it could be George Pickens. They're certainly going to go to him. There could be big plays there. He's a talented guy. Right. I mean, so basically how I stated that the offense of the Pittsburgh Steelers is going to flow through Najee Harris, the same yeah. is, can be said for Watt in that defense. So if you're trying to look for someone else to put really good eyes on being the team MVP, so you get TJ Watt at plus 1500 then yeah i'm gonna take that too i mean i feel like Najee and tj Watt. i mean those are the guys that you'll look at as far as being like the candidates that have those really juicy eyes with the plus 1500 plus 1400 that you like to see yeah. and also have the body of work and the skill set that would allow them to achieve that so those are the two guys that i would pick for that uh particular bet but when you want to get into the wide receiver conversation I'm not even including them as far as being MVP. No. It's just for the simple fact of, like, who are the guys that I feel like can probably perform the best? I mean, 
I would say first and foremost, like would Pickens be Johnson. a fantasy sleeper possibly? Actually, I took him pretty he's, late. He's, I took him in the eighth yeah. round of a fantasy draft actually the other day. And if you're looking at an ESPN big board, for example, he's listed as the 177th top player. That seems crazy low. I know he's a rookie and there's nothing there, but he's going to be used. Yeah, he's going to be used uh, at the same time. I think what people are looking at is the one stat that I gave you where the Pittsburgh Steelers averaged like 6.1 yards per pass right. last year. Uh, and that was with Ben Roethlisberger, even though he was at the tail end of his career. I mean, that's the guy that's going to be a future follow future Hall of Famer. Sure. So can a guy like Mitchell Trubisky, Kenny Pick, and Mason Rudolph come in and have the same or better production than Big Ben? And so when I'm looking at it from that standpoint, I mean, I have to notch all of those receivers down just a little bit, even though they probably have more arm strength than Big Ben, but do they have the same understanding of the offense and can get the ball out of their hands as quickly as Big Ben and, and know what the defense is trying to do to them and put the offense in the best situation to succeed like Big Ben can? And that, I don't know. So um, I feel like Deontay Johnson is still going to be that guy, the number one wide receiver on the team because he mm -hmm. runs some of the better routes in the league. He needs to clean up those drops. And uh, that's going to continue to be an issue for him yeah. uh, being the number one wide receiver if he doesn't do that. And they have some dogs barking on his heels if he can't. But the talent is there for Deontay Johnson. Claypool is going to be your deep threat. He may not see as many targets. But if you want to go ahead and get that 6.1 yards per pass attempt up a little bit, it's going to have to be with Chase Claypool streaking down the field. And then also a guy like George Pickens. But I feel like at least to start the season, George Pickens is going to come at the bottom tier of that pecking yep. order. You also have to compete with Pat Frymuth for targets too, uh, right? Sure, yeah, Who in the red no zone. Slouch. I mean, yeah. so when you look for at For tight ends as a pass catcher, yeah, yeah, that's another one that I feel like has been a sleeper pick for a lot. Yeah, he so really could have sleeper. Yeah, He's a sleeper, but you have to look at all these other guys who are viable weapons, viable targets yeah, on that offense. Too. So yeah. make sure when you're picking George Pickens, he needs to be a steal. Like, you need to be like, damn, like, I can't believe right. Pickens <laughs> fell this far versus being like, oh, I'm going to go ahead and pick Pickens ahead of some other guys who probably sure. have a ton more fantasy value because they're in better situations where they're going to get more volume right. or in a better offense or something like that. Yeah, and there's a lot of pressure on Chase Claypool to step up because last year was not a great year for him. So he's actually been right around the same spot I've seen George Pickens, and that has to be a lot of people down on Claypool from last year. But he might get he might get that opportunity before Pickens. Pickens being a rookie, Claypool now three years in. So we'll see what happens. Fryermuth, yeah, you got to mention Fryermuth in terms of tight ends. That's another one. There's a few other guys that certainly you're going to see taken in early rounds. But at tight end, you don't have to take in early rounds. And he's a guy that if you wait for a tight end because you're taking a running back, you're taking a receiver, you're taking whatever else, he can definitely give you red zone production. I mean, he should get his game to another level for sure. What I do want to kind of flip it to, and actually before I get there, give me an over-under on four drops for Deontay Johnson. This is just right out there. I'm throwing it to yeah, you because that's clearly been his unfortunately, issue. Unfortunately, yeah, I'm going over, unfortunately. Okay, because that, that's been his issue. That's why the wide receiver money that he got was not – true big mega money and it was just locking up on the Steelers kind of almost friendly to the Steelers yeah and that, the thing is too is like I don't because I love Deontay Johnson like I've had him on yeah. a couple of my fantasy teams for the past couple of years and the the kid works at it like you see him doing yeah. drills with the tennis balls and everything 100%. else so it's not like the effort isn't there the determination to try to eliminate the drops it's just something where he just needs to continue to refine his craft clean it up so there's no hatred on him as far as like driving the balls it just kind of <laughs> is what it is he's working towards yeah. it hopefully that's the issue that just 
completely disappears this year. But if I have yeah. to bet on the odds, just given what the data has shown before, more than likely he's going to have a little bit of the, the drop season, at least at some point in the season. At some point, because he actually went through, I think, 11 weeks last year, a significant portion of the season last year without dropping a ball. And this was after the year before he was just dropping every single pass. It, it appeared like it was a lot more drops the year before. He cleaned it up through a large portion of the season last year. But then at the end, you saw the drops again. So, yeah, eventually you might think you're going to get there. Now, I'm I'm seeing odds here with Vegas Insider on the Steelers to make the playoffs. And we'll get your record prediction here in a moment here in over-under. I probably would do an over-under of know the eight wins kind of type of thing but eight or nine but this right now has a plus 270 to make the playoffs as a yes and a minus 360 to make the playoffs for no so any of that something that you like do you think the Steelers are going to make the playoffs it sounds like maybe you're leaning in the direction that they're going to flirt with it or this just be something you'd be scared to touch altogether because (laughs) it kind of is Um. a major unknown yeah, I mean, at this point, that's not a bet that I would touch. I don't really feel confident on that. If I had to lean one side or the other, I would lean towards them not making the playoffs just okay. because I feel like the AFC is going to be so competitive this year, and they have to figure out the major piece of any team's success in the NFL regular season and playoff, which is the quarterback. And we're still yeah. talking about whether it's going to be Mitchell Trubisky to start and Kenny Pickett comes in <laughs> later in the season, or if it's going to be Kenny Pickett yeah. to start the entire season, or has Mason Rudolph shown enough to be able to be the guy at least to start the season. So when you have that kind of fluctuating as you're in and through the season, I don't think that really bodes yeah. well for someone's playoff chances. You like to have those pieces locked and step in place and knowing the dogs that you're going into the fight from the get-go. And I think that that sets the team up for success, especially because so many teams are even when you start the season. You always see that there's certain yeah. teams that get hot and then they get on the roll and then all of a sudden you get a Cincinnati Bengals in the Super Bowl. Like that's what happens when you just when you start off the season with everyone knowing their spots, everyone having this common goal, common theme going into the season, get a couple solid wins to start the season, then that momentum starts to build from that. Yeah, it's a, it's an absolute unknown for sure. Now, granted, Mike Tomlin has never had a losing record. So, again, that's out there. The Steelers actually have been a plus 260 or better entering the season each of the last six years to make the playoffs. They've not made it every year, and they haven't won a playoff game. But it almost feels like there is that Mike Tomlin just went in doubt. They're probably going to crawl in and maybe lose right away. You don't know. And, again, you bring up the whole Mitch and Kenny situation. I think the other issue why they're probably going to lean Mitch right away and why I maybe would, if you go Kenny and he struggles, it's hard to bench the rookie who's your future of your franchise. You're basically riding it out the rest of the year. And then who knows what the rest of the year is going to be. Yeah. Now, I do and want to touch one thing on I don't want, Yeah, Before go you go, because that's one thing that I don't want to gloss over, because I actually played for Mike Tomlin. He was my defensive coordinator in Minnesota for one year before he ended up taking the Pittsburgh Steelers job. And I will say that yeah, he is Tampa. an X Factor with this squad, Yeah, because that dude is one of the smartest coaches that I've ever played for. And you see it all over the media. I now, hear it so from former everyone players. Hypes it up. But, like, the way that the guy just breaks down the offense and – I mean, the defense and relates it to his players and the way he just breaks down the game and relates it to not only his players but the media and then the fans out there. I mean, it's just next level. And, I mean, no one can convey a message like him. I feel like very few coaches can energize the team the way he does. So, if you want to look at a coach that can maybe get his team an extra win or two, which may be the difference between making the playoffs and not – Mike Tomlin is that dude. 
Yeah, I hear it all the time from former players. All the time. Brian McFadden actually told me on what Tomlin said to them in a Super Bowl that eventually they ended up winning. So, yeah, I, I, I get it. I, I've heard that that might be the bump. And, and, of course, a few years ago was the year they did miss, but you have Ben get hurt. It's, it's Duck and Mason most of the year. What are you going to do? They almost they actually missed it by one game. People forget, and that was with 16 games in the schedule. So who knows what would have happened now with the, with the new playoff format since. So, yeah, maybe that is a factor in there for sure. Now, obviously it's up in the air. And a lot of people are predicting seven, eight, nine, ten wins kind of at the most. And that puts you probably in a scenario where you're going to be flirting. Maybe you're on the bubble most of the year. Granted, there are more teams that can get in now. So an extra wild card spot, maybe, even if you're not a division champ. But I want to go over some odds here that are interesting, regardless of whether you think they're actually going to get in or not. And they do have the Pittsburgh Steelers at plus 850 to win the AFC North. Now, this is obviously coming off of a season in which the Bengals and AFC North team went to the Super Bowl, and they're going to bring pretty much that whole team back. And Joe Burrow is another year as a veteran. So that's going to, you imagine, be a favorite team. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens were always a factor, but they lose Hollywood. They lose Hollywood Brown. So he's gone. So some of his weapons are now gone. Tons of injuries last year. And the Browns, they know they're not going to have Deshaun Watson until week 13. That obviously is going to be potentially an issue for this team, but they have other pieces there, and they at least have a serviceable veteran QB to maybe putter them through some games, but who knows by that point if it's too late. Plus 850 for the Steelers to win this division. If you think they're going to flirt with it, even if you don't, is that something you would consider just because there are question marks on these other teams in this division? Obviously, the Bengals are the class, but we've seen Mike Tomlin and a Steelers team squeak in, maybe upset a game or two, and all of a sudden it's it's switched. No. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to break it. I mean, I know you have, you catered to the Pittsburgh community, so you have I gotta ask you. Friends, but yeah, yeah, gotta I mean, you. I'm not trying to pump anyone's head. When I look at it, and if you want to give me a – so it doesn't seem like I'm a hater. If I want to put some analysis behind I mean, you have Joe Burrow and that Cincinnati Bengals defense – I mean, a uh, team where – they're coming off a Super Bowl loss, and I don't really see them having a Super Bowl hangover. I feel like that offense is explosive. That defense should be better than it was last year. And then another team that I feel like is going to perform better than a lot of people expect is the Baltimore Ravens. I understand that they lost Marquise Hollywood Brown, so that's going to take away Lamar Jackson's deep threat. Yet, I right. feel like the way that they're building that team with the running game, coming back healthy with the offensive line, the running back should be healthy. You have a healthy Mark Andrews and Isaiah Likely, who could end up being a, a pretty damn good number two wide receiving option opposite Mark Andrews. So if you just get something that's yeah. just competent on the outside as far as wide receivers, they should be able to make some noise in the AFC North, too. So I believe that those are the dogs that if you want to put some money on the AFC North, winners is going to be out of those two squads. Well, I got their odds here. And I will tell you, I don't think the Steelers are going to win the division. I'm not even sure. I think they're going to make the playoffs, to be honest, regardless of what maybe the fan base wants me to say. But I don't know if I hate the odds, though, because these odds do put the Steelers at a, at a distance between the Bengals are at plus 185. The Ravens are at plus 150. The Browns are at plus 300, so the Steelers are at plus 850. They've been one or two in this division a lot yeah, in recent years. I, I feel it, when you're going feels, with that. Like, it just, it's hard you, to believe, according to this, they're going to be in the last place, even if you conclude the Watson situation. And I know everything going on. You're losing Marquise Brown. Uh, if I There's not odds for this here, but if I had to put some money down, they're not going to be in last. 
I'd be pretty confident in that. So if it's late, I see now we're talking of, about different things and well, they're not going to be, in I hear you. Last I hear like you. That, if it's kind of like, maybe that's the conversation that we can have, but because like, trust me, like shout out to my boy, Brad Evans. Like he always talks about being seduced by the juice. If you see that plus eight fifty, like it makes you think a little bit. Right, that's what I mean. It's not. It's not bad. It, like, right. It's. I mean, when you look at it, like the number isn't bad, but when you have to factor in what it applies to, it's applicable to, then it's like, nah. Like I, I rather you. keep my money. I hear you. But maybe if hey, if you upset the Bengals <laughs> right away, well, you got a whole flip to this because then you win a tiebreaker right away, and that's the first. Now I will say that, like, if anyway. somehow, some way. They go into Cincinnati and upset the Bengals, and that changes the calculus on a lot of things. Right, but what if you put money down before the game? See, that's that, I mean, that, that that I know that's what I'm saying. That's why maybe you do salivate on the juice there at plus eight fifty. I just kind of like those odds, even though I don't think it's gonna happen. And then you have a plus four thousand <laughs> to win the AFC Championship. You have a plus eight thousand to go to the Super Bowl. These aren't things I'm predicting here, and obviously, it sounds like none of this would be anything you would be touching. But you're just throwing out the juice. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, I don't like those. I don't like the juice of those two. But I don't mind that. I don't know about the, the the juice for the AFC on the plus eight fifty with what's going on. If Marquise Brown was still on the Ravens, maybe if Deshaun Watson was going to come back earlier in the season. Let me put you this way too, and this maybe doesn't equate to this year. Before we move on to just an over under on the wins, it's very very rare in NFL history for a team to go to the Super Bowl lose and then be right back there just as good. The roster is as good. It should happen, but we've seen it not happen before. And you mentioned teams coming out of nowhere like the Bengals last year. If the Bengals drop off even two wins, I mean, again, I don't know. I I, I might slurp the juice there. I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not predicting it, but there are definitely some mitigating factors that could happen uh, around this division, but it also could be a, a hard division. The Steelers could lose some of those divisional games. And it could I really mean, I'll be, just say this. That's the beauty of know. preseason. That's the beauty of, right? like, every team starting at, off the NFL season 0-0 oh oh, yeah. because you could paint a pretty picture about everything. You know what I'm saying? But once you get a few games into the season, that's when you determine who's going to be Picasso and sure. who's going to be, like, your little kindergartner just throwing paint <laughs> at, a, at a piece of paper. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we will see. We will see. And uh, maybe maybe Tomlin will hear this from you and get motivated since he knows you well. And who knows? He definitely, he definitely, as you know, he can, he can, I'm sure he's saying all this to the guys. I'm sure he's saying all this. <laughs> so he's trying to motivate them. And it really does matter. And this team may look totally different week one. This is the hardest team to really probably bet before the season, because as you mentioned at the top, who the quarterback is week one might not be who the quarterback is week five or six. If you put your money down before week one, you're waiting for the whole season. You got a new QB a few games in, you know, so <laughs> that that is a little anomaly right now with the Steelers here. I do want to ask you here, Tank Williams, NFL and Bedley Analyst with Yahoo Sports as we are debuting Mike Drop here, part of the Believe Network. Over under on, and this is changing it, whether I do one or the other here. Over under on nine wins for the Steelers. That doesn't mean they get in. That doesn't mean they not get in. I'm not. That doesn't mean they win the division or not. Just just their win total. Because obviously there are years that that might not be good enough. That could be good enough in other years if things. Nine wins. Uh, nine wins. If I'm a bet man, I gotta go under. Okay. Even even with the whole situation of Tomlin never being under 500. So you're looking at, I mean, this is 17-game season. Yeah, I mean, 
this could be the worst season he's had for a while. This is the first year without Ben, without Ben, even if they think they have the future QB, do you have it now? So you're going, you're going under on nine. Yeah. I mean, never say never, right? (laughs) Never say never for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Never say never. And as you know, regardless of who's out there on the field, whether it be Kenny Pickett, Mr. Trubisky, somehow Mason Rudolph, or no matter what you, he, I mean, like I mean, let's just say do it the like standard this because, the standard, right? Yeah, because I mean, people always want to. You don't just want to have to throw out an answer and then not support. So let's just do a quick cruise through the schedule real quick, and I'd be like, "Go ahead." Just without throwing out anything, like should they beat the Bengals? Uh, probably not. Patriots, mm, probably not. Browns, I mean, they could. So let's give them that one. So one against the Browns, they should beat the Jets. Say two. Uh, Bills, Bucks, uh, Dolphins, uh, I don't think so. Eagles, I don't think so. Even the Dolphins, you don't think so. Okay. Uh, Bengals, Colts, mm, Falcons, they could. So what's that? Are you high on Tua? Is that that why? (laughs) Uh, I mean, I feel like the Dolphins, I mean, if you want to get into that one, I feel like the Dolphins. That's the only one that jumps out that I was surprised that you would dismiss that. The Dolphins obviously have not been better in in 20 years. And obviously they're trying to build something. The Dolphins have have a really good defense. The Dolphins okay. have a really strong defense. That's not going to change from last year. And okay. now they have a better, more explosive offense where they're gonna, it's going to be predicated yeah. on the running game to start off. And if you don't have Chase Edmonds, if he gets banged up, they still have most and some other guys who can definitely carry the load in that running game. And then you have the most dynamic, explosive weapon in the NFL right now in Tyree Kill at one wide receiver slot. And then Jalen Waddle, who's no slouch on the opposite side. Uh, side of the ball as your wide receiver too so when i look at it from yeah. that standpoint uh they just the have spread of that game will be interesting they, that'll yeah, be they have more game. juice they have more juice to me uh definitely on the offensive side of the ball you can't slouch at the pittsburgh Steelers defense so that's two really solid defenses going against each other but i'll give miami a little bit more explosiveness on the offensive side of the ball so that's why i would lean to them as far as that game is concerned Okay, and then I and obviously you have the Eagles. And yeah, all, I mean it, it doesn't. And the Eagles, I'm high on the Eagles this year. Okay, so I just put that out there. Like I, I I've been high on Jalen Hurts at least from a fantasy perspective uh, for the past couple okay. years since he took over. Uh, when he took over, like that last back half of uh, his rookie yeah. season, and then going into last year, where I thought he played well and got that team to the playoffs when. There's no way they should it's have his been show now. in the playoffs. And so now yeah. you give him A.J. Brown. People have been sleeping on Devontae Smith in fantasy. I understand that that's one of the yeah. more run-heavy offenses in the league. But when you have an offense that's that run-heavy and you have a guy that's going to attract so much attention like an A.J. Brown and you have Dallas Goddard in the middle, like if yeah. you have Devontae Smith backside on one-on-one matchups, like, come on, man. That's not even fighting fair. So I believe that he's been slept on right now. And I feel like that Eagles defense isn't one of the most dominant ones in the league, but they're opportunistic and they can play solid ball. I mean, obviously they made it to the playoffs. So I feel like they're going to be a really competitive team this year. Last thing I want to ask you, and this goes to week one, and obviously it's a tough game for the Steelers right away. They're on the road against the team that just won the AFC. And this is the first time in a long, long time, certainly the veterans on the Steelers remember this, like Cam Hayward, where the Steelers are entering a season where the Bengals are the team to hunt. The Steelers are the team hunting and the Bengals are the hunted. And that's not common usually in the NFL. It looks like the Bengals right now are favored by six and a half. It's a rivalry game. The Bengals are at home. The Steelers do have question marks around QB and a lot of other positions, but you like that? Would you would you take those points? Do you think the Steelers can make this a close game? Are the Bengals just going to run them out of the building because they were better last year? 
So the one thing that I was and that can change, that, obviously. You know, when you have these divisional games, especially to start the season, I feel like they can always be tough. Another thing that's going to be in the Steelers' uh, favor is that you know Joe Burrow had to miss some time because of the procedure that he had. Even though he's back practicing full right now, so he should be good to go. But that being yeah. said, I mean, you want to at least factor that in if you're trying to look at all the things that may determine how a team comes out the first week of the season. But yep. Uh, I would like I would personally say because it's a divisional game, I would like for it to be a little less than minus six. You know what I'm saying? Just because I understand that Pittsburgh defense is tough. Like they can go out and play really well and keep a game close. But if I had to take one side or the other, it would be with the Bengals. Okay. Yeah. Six and a half. Yeah. Two weeks out. So they certainly were better last year. We'll see about this year. And they, they have more stability. They know what's going on at QB. They the know offensive line has improved in Cincinnati. Yeah. You still have those weapons Absolutely. coming back on the outside. You can say that they upgraded the tight end position with Hayden Hurst right now. I think Joe Mixon is still going to be formidable. And that defense should be just as good or if not better this year. And they're going to be coming into the season with a chip on their shoulder. So that's what <laughs> right. I'm looking at from the Bengals' perspective. And they have this first game at home against the Steelers too. Yeah, and they obviously don't want to have the Steelers of all teams be the team that beats them right away. They didn't win the Super Bowl. They got there. That was big. That was historic for the franchise, but they want to win it. Uh, they're certainly very hungry to win it. So as you mentioned, they're going to be very hungry in that respect. And there's stability there that maybe is not in Pittsburgh, even if there's some weapons there. So a lot of unknown. There's sometimes upsets in week one that don't matter to the rest of the season and teams kind of get, there's teams that lay an egg in week one that figure things out. Who knows? But the Bengals right now favored by six and a half. So we will see what happens to say the least. Tank Williams, NFL and betting analyst with Yahoo Sports, former player, of course, there under Mike Tomlin, the Minnesota days before becoming a head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers and after being under Tony Dungy in Tampa. Tank, definitely appreciate the time, man. Uh, congrats on on the new baby and, and good luck yeah, the rest of the way. Maybe you, you too, can, dog. Yeah. Yeah. Give me, give, maybe give me some advice there. I'm, I'm, I'm a month in. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, I don't know. Maybe I would I'll say be totally less, out less podcasts, try to sneak in all the sleep you can for the first couple of months. And I will say this, there are some people who are pro and against sleep training, but sleep training is beautiful. We did it after our, our little dude okay. turned three months. And it was a game changer. This dude, we wow. started putting him down at 7 p.m. And he sleeps all the way to 7 a.m. And it's been consistent wow. from the start. So, dog, that's a game changer, especially during the NFL season. Remember, your yeah. boy told you that. <laughs> I, I'm, I will definitely give you the shout out if that ends up working. I, I'm going to be really busy here coming up. And uh, I will say the little girl was sleeping really well as a preemie. But then it is definitely less the yeah. last week or so so i'm gonna need a little bit more sleep from her so we'll figure something <laughs> out there uh tank i definitely appreciate the time man no absolutely thanks for having me yep tank williams former nfl player under tom on there briefly so always get love to get those tidbits there and yeah i actually the one only one thing i'm gonna push back is that that plus 850 i like that for the division honestly i would take those odds i don't think they're gonna win the division but that's that's a kool-aid i can maybe slurp when you're talking about everything going on with the browns with watson out so long Everything going on with the Ravens. I don't know why people are still high on the Ravens. I'm not high on the Ravens. I can see the Steelers being runner-up in this division behind the Bengals. Maybe the Bengals are the favorite. But the Ravens lose Hollywood Brown. Lamar Jackson's worrying about his money. And I, he should. Honestly, I don't think he should even play until he gets a mega deal, really. And then, yeah, that's question marks around the rest of the team. This isn't your granddaddy's Ravens defense any more than it's the Steelers. And they at least have the defensive player of the year on the squad. So question marks around the Steelers. Depth, what, what Devin Bush do? Will Deontay Johnson prove he's really a wide receiver one, even more than last year, fix the drops? 
Tank went over on the four drops. That got to come down if he's really a wide receiver one. He was cleaning up most of the season until the end. And then again, I would start Mitch. Uh, he took a team to the playoffs that was worse than the Steelers team. You start with Mitch. He's the veteran. He's going to make less mistakes, less growing pains. He's played well as well in the preseason, if not even as flashy. He's been in there more with the ones than anybody else. He's looked sound. Really, so is Mason, but I would trade Mason for whatever you can get for sure. He's not the future. He's better than some fans want to admit. He's definitely a backup in the league, nothing more probably. But get a fifth or sixth for him. Why have him be QB3 seems pointless, unless you really think they're going to need all of them right now with the O-line, which needs to be better or nothing will matter. And then we'll probably see Pickett at some point. If you start with Mitch, we'll probably see Pickett at some point. But you can't do the reverse. You can't start with Pickett, bench him for Mitch in week five. I know Mitch is still young, but Pickett's your future, and that's just not going to work out. That's just not how you handle things. Appreciated the talk there with Tank Williams. Definitely going to have him back for sure. So, again, Mike Drop Now is a part of the Believe Network. You're still going to find it in other spots where I put my programs and, and my content in my media career. But you got to believe. I've been believing in myself. Why not join up with the, the Believe Network? Because you're going to find them at Believe network on twitter and that is b-l-e-a-v by the way but it is pronounced believe also everywhere they have podcasts available we're talking apple we're talking stitcher we're talking spotify everywhere tune in etc and also of course on youtube so for all of us at the believe network i'm mike Osti, and that was this edition of mike drop <laughs>Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then, there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica. Empathy is our best policy.